Hi everyone, welcome to Brand Boutique Elite. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple or Google or Spotify, whatever you prefer. Every week we bring in industry experts that are going to give you tips and tricks to help you create the life that you love and get you even closer to your dreams. Today we have a very special guest, Susan Trotter. She is going to be talking about how to successfully create relationships. And we know in times like this, it may be hard and it may be overwhelming. So I'm very excited for her to share some of her tips with you. She's a relationship coach and public speaker who is passionate about helping people feel more confident and empowered in their relationships in all areas of their life. Her specialties include relationships, divorce, self-confidence, mindset, and communication. More specifically, she helps singles to date more successfully, couples to strengthen their connection, and people going through divorce to navigate the process with more confidence and peace of mind. She coaches individuals and couples, facilitates support groups, and loves to teach. She has her doctorate in clinical psychology and was a therapist for over 20 years. Her extensive background in psychology and Tap therapy and coaching gives her a unique perspective in helping people achieve greater joy, satisfaction, and success in their relationships in all areas of their life. Thank you so much for being on here today, Susan. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here with you. So how did you get started in this field? Like when, what was it that had you realize that you had a passion for helping people and a passion for helping people have strong and powerful relationships? Sure. Uh, It's such a good question. So I actually decided when I was 15 that I wanted to be a therapist. Um, I was always that person that everybody came to with their problems in high school. And then I realized that I could make a career out of that. And so I was on that path at a very early age. Um, As you mentioned, I went on and became a therapist, um, practiced therapy for a long time, doing a lot of different things um, and working with people around a lot of different issues. Um, But then, you know, my life took um, lots of twists and turns. Um, I was living actually in Puerto Rico for several years, um, not working as as a therapist, and then moved back to the Massachusetts area and uh, post-divorce and was really starting over um, personally and professionally at that time. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I got a job as a therapist at a nonprofit, um, but I was aware that I wasn't feeling the same passion for therapy that I used to. And so I just started really doing some of my own work and research and exploring and training and discovered the field of coaching. Uh, And it just seemed a natural fit and a really easy transition for me. And I realized that so much of the work I do is really about our relationships with ourselves and with others. And so it just it just became very clear that becoming a relationship coach was the right path for me. And then the different specialties I developed over time, um, born partly out of experience uh, personally, but also training and professional experience. So I love that you said it's all about the relationship with ourselves. I think there's a lot of people that think that, 
oh, it's all out there. And they never take a look at what's inside and over here and maybe what is holding them back from, you know, creating or having that relationship that they want in all areas too. So it could be in dating, in your marriage, with your family, you know, with friends, your community, your uh, business partners or associates, things like that. So I think that that's awesome that you shared that. And for some of the people that might be listening that are in this industry, what is kind of the difference that you found from your for your life when instead of being a therapist to go into the space of coaching? How was that um, different? And what did it allow you to do from, you know, kind of shifting into that? Sure. Um, so therapy tends to focus a little bit more on the past and healing issues. Uh, it tends to be rooted a little bit more in pathology, you know, so people go into therapy, you know, oftentimes for lots of different reasons, but oftentimes they might be struggling with depression or anxiety or some other kinds of issues like that. Um, coaching tends to focus a little bit more on where are you right now and where do you want to get to? Um, it's rooted in positive psychology and it, it tends to be very active in a different kind of way than therapy is. And so for me at the stage that I was at in my life, it, um, it had a different energy to it um, that was more appealing to me and, you know, that being more active and directive in certain ways um, was something that I wanted to be able to do to really guide people in these, in these specialty areas of mine. So when you are working with clients, what are some of the common questions that you get? And like, what is it, you know, one, with some of the goals that you find that they're coming forward and saying, and then what are some of the, I guess, common questions? So like, okay, this isn't working, I'm trying this. What do you ask and what do they think you? Yeah, so, you know, I have a few very distinct specialties. So what people come to me for are very different. And so the common questions are very different. Um, you know, for people who are single and dating, most often what I hear is, you know, that, like they're, most people come to me because they're either new to dating or they've had really horrible experiences and they think that there are no good people out there. And so their questions are usually like, how do I find the good people? You know, um, and often, as you were saying earlier, they tend to externalize it. You know, the dating sites are awful or there are no good people out there. Um, and, you know, I for for people who are single, I teach a dating and relationship webinar. And the first half of it is really all about mindset and our relationship with ourselves, because, as you said, also, everything starts with that. When, when people are struggling in their relationships, um, you know, again, people want to often um, focus on what their partner is doing wrong. Um, and so, you know, they come in and think, you know, what, what can he or she change so that things can be better? And it, we really don't have control over other people. You know, we can't make people change. Um, what we do have control over is what we do and how we respond to whatever's in front of us. And I often say that's where our power is. And so really helping people to understand that they have the power to, to facilitate change in their lives, whether it's in their relationships or business or whatever it might be. Yeah, that's so true. One of, I think, the most important life lessons I learned was to be 100% responsible. So in any 
seeing that happen. It's like not making the other person wrong or making yourself wrong and beating yourself up, but really taking a look at, you know, what could I have done differently? How did I approach the situation? And what was a more powerful way to step into that? Right. And so I love that you kind of work and focus on that. The people that are looking to create a successful relationship or, you know, find that person, taking in mindset and then going through this process, but what is that process and how do you find and create a successful relationship? Sure. So the first thing I really encourage people to do is take some time to just kind of be with themselves and work on themselves. Um, and, and that comes in different forms. You know, one is about mindset and really kind of checking yourself. Positivity attracts positivity. So really wanting to make sure that you're in the best possible place to enter the dating world um, and being in a positive place with yourself, feeling confident, um, and really having created a good life, you know, that's very full so that when you are dating, you're able to date with intention and you're really looking for somebody to enhance your life and not fill voids. Um, and when we create a really full, wonderful life, people are going to want to be a part of that, you know. But if you're if you're just looking for somebody to fill those voids, it's it's going to be much harder, and you're less likely to find the kind of people that you're looking for. So the first step is really working on yourself and giving yourself that that time and space to to date from a place of confidence and with intention um you know the other piece you know online dating is is huge you know people are still meeting people in person or getting fixed up but more and more couples are meeting online so really knowing understanding how to navigate the online dating world is is really important as well how to present your best self and really how to assess people and how to get to know people up front before you meet them and move too quickly um, uh, will also serve people really well in the long run. I think people tend to rush the process uh, and I think it sabotages them. And to that end, I think taking time to get to know somebody through the site um, through the messaging and so forth before you meet and before you move forward is really going to be beneficial to people in the long run. So you said dating intentionally mm -hmm. and not rushing the process. And I would love to have you define what dating intentionally is because you now I'm single and I've been on dating sites and you know, sometimes it's like this random person that is just like, oh, hey, do you want to meet up? And I'm like, I don't even know anything about you. And then some people like take the funds and they're like, oh, well, you can't know anything about somebody by speaking or chatting on a text or on the phone or something like that. And I don't really feel like that you can fully know somebody, but I do think that you can get to see if they're is like-minded like if you have similar interests or values or want the same things in life or have a connection or a vibe or have like a similar intellectual levels and so there's i feel like it's somewhat hard to navigate when it's like you know nothing about me you just saw a couple of pictures and maybe a couple words and you're making all of these assumptions about each other so one, what is date? How do you date intentionally? What does that even mean? And how do you navigate, you know, 
the whole app world? Sure. Yeah, no, it's such a great question. So dating with intention is really about, first of all, knowing who you are and what you want and getting clarity about that. Um, and, and knowing, you know, what kind of person is a good fit for you, um, really being thoughtful about what your core values are because shared values, I love that you mentioned values because shared values are foundational in a, in a good, healthy relationship. Um, and so the first step is really being clear about who you are and what you want and putting that out there. Um, the challenge with the apps is that they're structured so that there's not space for a lot of information for people to share. And some people don't share anything, right, other than their photos and their age and location. Um, so you you really want to look for people who understand that it's important to put a little bit of themselves out there and make the effort to do that, first of all. Um, it's also really important to understand that everything people present to us is information. And part of your task in dating intentionally is to really look at everything that somebody is telling you, both by what they put out there, but also what maybe they don't say. You know, so for example, somebody who doesn't put in any information in the little, you know, paragraph space that you can do that, that says something about them, right? If all they do is throw up some pictures, and think that that's going to work, you might question that. You know, I would really encourage people to look for those profiles where people make some effort and seeing if you're looking for a serious relationship, to look for those people who make that effort, which suggests that they're a little more serious about this process as well. Um, it's also about when you are going online, whether it's through an app or, or a website, doing it at a time where you're relaxed where you're not distracted. It's so easy with the apps to be, you know, have the TV on and music playing and you're cooking and you're swiping all at the same time. Or maybe you're on the phone at the same time. Um, that is not dating with intention. It's about carving out some time and space where you can actually really evaluate people thoughtfully rather than, again, doing it while you're super distracted or multitasking. Um, and it, again, it's also paying attention through the messaging, like using the messaging to gather more information. Um, again, especially on the apps, there isn't room for that much information. So you really want to use the messaging to, to learn more about somebody and to deepen that connection a little bit more before you move off the site. And for those that say, you know, you have to meet in person or they want to rush to meet you because it gives you different information, of course it does. You, you get more info when you're sitting with somebody or, or walking with somebody, for example. Um, the challenge with that, though, is that if you move off the site too quickly and you meet one person after another that isn't right for you and you keep getting disappointed, you're going to bring that disappointment back into the process. And remember I said earlier, mindset is really important in this process. So if you're entering, um, you know, going on the app and you're evaluating people when you're feeling really disappointed or really negative about all of it, it's going to affect how you assess people and how you engage in the process. So doing that work up front to get to know people a little bit more before you meet them will serve you better down the road. That's also yeah. with intention. Yeah, that's so true. Because um, I, I know so many people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm going on like three dates this week. And I'm like, wow. Like, one, I don't have time to do that. And that sounds like torture to me. 
like I, I definitely take a lot of time getting to know somebody or even figuring out like if we have really any similarities. And then, so one, how do you find out, so if they have nothing on their profile, no, they didn't put any effort in, obviously they're really not putting in any effort to this process. So probably that's gonna have to be how they show up. But how do you really find, figure out one, if somebody is actually seriously looking for a relationship or they're just on there to like meet people, whatever. And what are some red flags? And what do I, what was the second question? What are some red flags? Ah, good question. Um, yeah, so it's really about connecting with them and again, using whatever they say or don't say in their profile to give you information and then using the messaging. And, and with the messaging, what you wanna do is try to avoid getting caught in the chatting about your weekend and work and the weather and so forth because those kinds of conversations are going to fall flat and they don't really tell you that much about each other so you you don't want to come right out and ask you know somebody what their deepest darkest secret is right out of the gate but as you're communicating with them through the site you want to increase the depth of the questions you know find out about their you know who's in their family or what you know where did they grow up and then pay attention not just to what they say, but also how they talk about whatever it is. You know, so you're going to ask questions and the questions are what, by the way, keep the conversation going. So you wanna always um, respond to whatever they say, but then add a question in, because that'll keep, as I said, that conversation going. But pay attention to how they respond to it. So put the question out and then kind of sit back and just see, and then look at what information that gives you. And if you're asking deeper questions, you're going to get more information that helps you understand whether they're serious about this. You know, you want to pay attention. Do they um, answer in one word answer with one word or do they give you, you know, a pretty thorough response? Do they ask you questions? And then what kind of questions do they ask you? All of that information is going to help you assess whether they're more serious or not about this. Um, and I would say, you know, exchanging a whole bunch of messages back and forth is, is going to be better for you than, again, rushing off the site too quickly. Um, and there was another thought I just had it and I lost, but it'll come back to me. Um, in terms of red flags, um, so it's really behavior over time that tells us about somebody. So as much as you might connect with somebody really quickly, and it's great if you do, um, you can't really know somebody right out of the gate. You just can't. And so you really wanna watch, again, not just what they say, but also what they do. How do they show up? How do they talk about things? Um, do they, again, ask you questions? Those things are really, really important. Um, you know, in the profile itself, you wanna look for consistency. You know, if, if they do have some things written, is what they say in one place, does it match what they say somewhere else? Um, you know, are their pictures consistent? Um, but it's really that consistency that's probably one of the most important things. And, and again, paying attention to how they show up and not just, you know, you want to make sure that their words and their behavior match, ultimately. And if they don't, that's a really big red flag. And, and I would also say, if somebody is really quick to rush off the site, that's, I think that's a red flag. Even though a lot of people do it, um, it's it's a bit of a red flag because it says that they don't really understand that this process takes time 
and that there's benefit to, to getting to know each other a little bit more upfront before meeting in person. Yeah, I feel like when people do that, it's like, one, are you trying to meet everyone all the time? And do you, clearly you don't care about having an actual connection and really figuring out if, like I look at time as something super valuable. And I would rather work and contribute to my clients than go on a date with somebody that I feel like we're probably not compatible and just take up that time. But I know that other people don't have that viewpoint. And then I find that when people have like photos, maybe it's like a group photo or, you know, it's super pixelated or they're doing something that like, just isn't really necessarily a, a great look. Like I make an I make an assumption about it. I'm like, all right, well, that's not necessarily, you know, aligned with my interests. How do you pick photos that actually express who you are or have you show up in the best light to create a relationship? Sure. So I think it's helpful, first of all, for, to think about your full dating profile, including the photos, as designed to attract the kind of people that you want to attract. That's really the purpose of your profile. You want it to attract the people that you are looking for. And so in terms of the photos, the primary photo is the most important. People make a decision within one to three seconds based on that photo, whether or not they're gonna swipe left or swipe right and you know open up the rest of your profile. So the primary photo is the most important and ideally a primary photo is a headshot, you smiling, looking into the camera, good lighting, good resolution. Having been a therapist for a long time, you know, everything is interpretable to me. So when I see online, you know, primary photos, particularly where people are wearing sunglasses or looking away or in the distance, or it's a group shot, all of those different scenarios say something to me about whether they are ready for this, whether they're just dipping their toes in the water, um, how open they are, or maybe how defensive they are. A good primary photo needs to pull people in. And so that kind of photo that does that again is the headshot. And I actually encourage people to, to do professional photos because professional photos get up to times more attention than personal photos. Um, and professional photos aren't like a LinkedIn photo um, and they're not a glam shot. I mean, they're really just a good professional photographer is going to be able to capture your personality in the photos and bring that out and for you to be able to use. Um, outside of the primary photo, you wanna generally have four to eight photos with your profile, a mix of headshots and full length shots, um, indoor, outdoor, um, if you have some particular interest or hobbies, you can have maybe one photo of you engaged in that um, interest or hobby. I always say if you have a pet, you can have one photo of you with your pet, um, not 10. I generally don't recommend group shots because people don't want to take time to figure out which one is you, first of all. Um, and secondly, you don't really want people saying, well, you know, she's cute, but her friend, wow, she's really hot you know you don't want to kind of put yourself in that comparison setting so um so you want to have a mix of different photos that really bring out your your personality and show people what it might be like if they were to date you you know what does your life look like what is your personality like 
that's really what you want to show with your photos. And they're designed to enhance the rest of your profile and to add more information to it. Yeah, coming from, you know, branding, all of my clients, whether it be their business or their personal brand, it's, it's all about the narrative. You know, we're always creating and trying to showcase the essence of that person, you know, their core values. And so I think what you just shared is kind of the same thing on your dating profile. You know, what is what are the things that you're about? What are your core values? You know, how do we really showcase those things when it comes to business? I mean, this is another type of relationship where we're discussing the business relationship or the relationship with the staff or all of that stuff. But it's you know, exactly the same from what you said when it comes to relationships. Absolutely. And you're looking, right, just with your business, you're looking for your, for your ideal clients. In dating, you're looking for your ideal partner, right? It is. It's absolutely, it's about marketing and branding and knowing how to present yourself and, and really show who you are in a way that attracts, again, the people that you're looking for. And what you want to look for in terms of um, dating is you really want to assess people, are they a good quality person? And that means quality across the board. Um, doesn't mean perfect, but it means quality across the board. So for example, you know, if somebody is super successful um, professionally and financially, and they're a jerk, that's not a good quality person. And, and I find people are willing to give passes to people um, for lots of different reasons. And I really encourage people to be super selective about who they connect with. Um, but you wanna assess quality and then potential good fit. And that has to do with shared interests and shared values and so forth. And the more you can say about what it is that you want, the more likely you are to attract those people. You still may attract lots of people that aren't your people, um, but you can just ignore those folks for the most part. So I think when it comes to, this is a question around kind of figuring out what people are looking for and so culturally, it depends on like where people are from. And sometimes I will feel quite comfortable being like, okay, so what are you looking for? Like, are you looking for a partner? Are you looking for a relationship? And what are some of the qualities that you are looking for in a partner? And I feel com completely comfortable and I'm kind of a straight to the point kind of person and I'm busy. And so, but certain people from different cultures, I won't say that to because it just seems as maybe that I would scare them away. What do you think about that kind of scenario? And how do you figure out what people, what their intentions are and what they're looking for without being like too much and scary? Yeah, so it's a process, right? And again, like I said earlier, you don't wanna ask, um, you know, the deepest questions right away and at the same time, you want to feel like you can be yourself. And I think it's really important, as I was saying, pay attention to how other people are showing up. Along with that, it's also important to pay attention to how you're feeling in response to this person. And if you're feeling like you can't be your true self and ask whatever questions you might want to ask, that's information for you, right? And so, you know, maybe somebody that you're hesitant to ask certain information of, maybe they're, they're not the right fit for you. Um, if it's making you, um, you know, kind of diminish yourself a little bit. 
in that way by not asking the questions that that are important to you. So I think it's I think what it comes up for me is just that it's information, you know, in terms of paying attention to what you're feeling and how you're thinking as you respond to people. I think that part is actually really really important. Yeah, I definitely like to focus on like what my gut's feeling, what my emotions are feeling. It's you know throughout my whole life when I've actually listened to what I feel and gone with that it is always it works out better but when there's like external people that are like telling you what to do or forcing something and you're like okay I'm just gonna do this to please this person or I want to rock the boat or okay they want me to do this so I'll just do it that's I've always found like leads me to a place where it's not um not where I want to go kind of thing yeah well, it rubs up against your own authenticity, right? You know, when you're trying to please other people, you know, then you're not being true to yourself. And that can feel really uncomfortable, especially in terms of dating and relationships, for sure. So I have a lot of entrepreneurs that are super busy either starting their business or getting out of corporate and creating their own business. Um, and, you know, yourself as an entrepreneur, like running your own business, there's so many moving parts always that you have to manage that, manage your teams, manage their work, manage all of the different processes in the business, and if you have a family, managing that, and then like the dating component. So I found that some people are really like, oh, that's awesome, like that's so great that you have your own business, that's so admirable, things like that. And, and that's cool. And then I found other people asking, oh, well, do you even have time for a relationship? Or like, and then there's people that say, travel a lot for work and travel a lot for pleasure and have a lot of clients that also they can go anywhere and work because they have a single, easy business. And so my question is, how do you navigate that when People may have a different lifestyle. Maybe they have a typical job and they say that they love traveling or something like that, but then when they find out that you're traveling for work all the time, it, it kind of turns into something like a little bit weird where they're not going to So it's, um, it's interesting. I think that this is where taking time to really learn more about each other comes in. Um, because of course, you know, er everybody says that for the most part, they love travel, but what does that actually mean, right? Um, you know, your idea of incorporating travel into your life may be very different from somebody else. You know, maybe somebody else just, you know, takes one trip a year um, during their vacation time off their full-time job. And for you, it's traveling half the year, you know? So that's all information that you really want to gather over time. Um, which is why it's so important to take that time and not jump into things too quickly. Um, because, it, you know, at the beginning, everybody is agreeable and we're all showing our best selves. And, you know, if somebody says, oh, you love to travel, me too. Okay, well, ask more questions. What does that mean? What does travel look like? Or they say they're super adventurous. Okay, what does that mean? Adventurous for one person might be, I don't know, they live in the suburbs driving into the city for the day. And for somebody else, it might be climbing mountains every month, you know? So 
you really want to take the time to understand like where are you really compatible and what do different things mean for each of you to in order and have those conversations in order to really assess that yeah that's so important i think because different words that mean one thing for one person can mean a completely different thing for the other person and i guess like asking those questions and exploring that is super important because when somebody says on their profile oh i love to travel i'm like oh okay me too and completely could be something very different in and it doesn't mean that you know one is bad and one is good it just is different and and we're going to have differences with the people that we connect with and get into a relationship with the question is how do you navigate those differences you know are, are they compatible enough to make it work you know and if you're somebody that loves to travel and you're really looking for a partner who's going to be able to do that with you then somebody who's committed to a full-time job in the office with only two weeks vacation a year may not be somebody who's who's the best fit for you, even if other things align. Um, so it's just really about having those conversations. Um, and I and I will say that I think that you know all of us busy entrepreneurs, um, if if you want to be dating and having a relationship, you can do it. You know, it's about that's where that intention part also comes in. It's about carving out some time for it, um, just like you would anything else and really understanding you know how to make the process work for you and how to navigate it in the best possible way yeah for sure so you know being intentional carving out time asking questions having people define what their meaning is for certain things um all of those items what else would you say for the busy entrepreneur because i have i know so many people and myself included that it's like seems almost daunting to try to manage and maneuver like the whole dating world. So what are some other tips that you can give to make it seem like an easier thing? Yeah, so I think one of the challenges with, with dating and particularly online dating is that people tend to think of it as work and a chore and find it daunting, like you said. Um, I'm on a mission to kind of inject fun back into dating you know, there was a time in most of our lives where dating felt like fun, right? And and it doesn't seem to be that way for a lot of people. And so this is where the mindset piece really comes in. And if if dating is feeling super daunting or feeling like work, then that's kind of a signal that you might need to just take a little bit of a break from it and reset yourself so that you can re-enter it feeling more positive and optimistic and hopeful. Um, you know, the mindset piece is really important. And, and to that end, I really encourage people to pay attention to the language that they use with themselves, about themselves, but also in this process. I'm really big on language. I think the words that we use with ourselves and, and about everything that goes on in our lives actually really matters. And so really learning to pay attention to that piece um, you know, if, if you're constantly saying, you know, this is so daunting, this is so daunting, it's going to feel daunting, you know, yeah. but you can say, okay, I'm, I'm excited to, to find somebody and I need to take a break from it for a few days and then I can get back into it in a more positive way. You know, it's just reframing 
how you're thinking about yourself in this process and how you think about the process as well. That's really important. That's so true. It's you know your mindset and how you look at things, like that's what's gonna show up. You know, obviously if you think it's gonna be terrible, then it's gonna be terrible. Like where every anything that we say it's gonna be, it's how it's gonna be. Yeah, and there's so many different frameworks for you know, talking about that law of attraction and 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 a host of other things. Um, you know, at its at its core, you know, what we put out is what we get back, right? And so, if you're feeling really good about yourself, if you're feeling hopeful and excited about this process, um, chances are you're going to connect with people who feel good about themselves and are going to make you feel good, and are also hopeful and really engaged and intentional in the process as well. Um, and of course, the opposite is true. So paying attention to your mindset and the, the language that you use really makes a huge difference in your experience. So how do you work with people and how can people work with you? What kind of programs do you offer? You, you were talking about the relationship um, seminar that you offer. So how do people, like, what are some of the programs that you've created? You know, you've had so many years experience and you work with, you know, a couple of different genres of groups. So the people that are looking to create a successful relationship in their life, how do they work with you to accomplish that? Sure. Good question. So if people are single and looking to date and develop relationships, they can attend one of my webinars, which are usually posted on my business Facebook page, which is at Susan Trotter PhD. Um, I also work with people individually, and and I do uh, different things. You know, one on a practical level, I can help them develop um, a dating profile that's going to help them to be more successful. Um, so it might be editing a profile that they already have, like a profile summary or or writing one from scratch. And sometimes there's benefits to just starting fresh, uh, helping them select photos, learning how to assess profiles, how to communicate through the site and, and really in a more practical way, help them navigate it. And then I find also for people who have not had as much success as they might've liked with relationships, the coaching alongside that practical support is really important, helping them identify patterns you know, looking at, as you spoke to, you know, what their part is in all of it. You know, if you're online and you're not meeting anybody of interest, there's something going on for you, you know, either in your mindset or in how you're assessing people or whatever, because there are a lot of really great people who are online and are looking just for what you're, you're looking for. So the coaching really helps to identify those patterns and, and really what your role is in the process. And, and to that end that you may be getting in your own way helps you learn how to make those shifts uh, so that you can really find what you want. Um, I do also work with people who are in relationships, as I said, and really want to strengthen that and improve communication. And um, to that end, work with individuals and couples uh, to help them in that process as well. And so if somebody attends one of your seminars, do you offer like one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, um, packages? Yeah, so I offer um, right now individual coaching. I'm in the process actually of developing a group dating coaching program. Um, so people can look for that. I'll be rolling that out sometime this year. 
Uh, but I do primarily work with people individually and I they can um, work with me session by session or I do also have packages uh, that people can sign up for as well. Um, and I will say I do find, um, you know, doing at least a handful of sessions tends to be more beneficial for people in this process to just kind of help them um, revise or update their profiles and just kind of reset how they're approaching the whole process. Um, and how can people find you? What is your website? Sure, it's www.susantrotterphd.com. Uh, so you can find me there and also on Facebook, as I said, at Susan Trotter PhD. I am also on the, all the other platforms, um, although I will say less active uh, than I am on Facebook at the moment. Um, but you can find me on any of the platforms at Susan Trotter PhD. Awesome. So I have one fun, quirky question that I ask all of my guests. Great. If you could be a superhero, what would your two superpowers be? Oh my gosh. Um, well, I think in line with everything we're talking about, I think it would be to help people feel good about themselves, feel positive about themselves, because I so strongly believe that how we feel about ourselves emanates out into every part of our lives, business, personal relationships, and so forth. So. Right now, just in line with what we're thinking, I think I'd say that it would be to really just help people feel better about themselves so that they can be happier and have more joy and be more successful in all parts of their lives. Yeah, that would be awesome. And so my superpower, uh, my superheroes get two superpowers. What would your second one be? Oh, good. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the second one would probably be to, um, um, you know, to eradicate illness and, you know, all the awful things that people suffer from um, health-wise. Nice. So everyone will be happy and healthy and doing great things in the world and having healthy relationships and loving on their families. And I mean, the world would be so nice. Exactly. Doing good in the world, right? Rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> yeah, I love rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> What's your, what would your superpower be? My superpower is, is to fly and to speak every language in the world. Wow, those are great superpowers. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> I'd be able to go everywhere and then I'd be able to help people because I could communicate to them. <laughs> right, that's fantastic. Love that. Thanks. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on today. These were all super helpful tips. Everyone that's listening in, be sure to um, go to Susan Trotter's website. Or, and so it's susantrotterphd.com and check out her Facebook and um, RSVP to her next relationship webinar. No matter where you are in the world, you can log in and you know, get into that session. And she has some really great tips. She does offer that one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I think, you know, when it comes to relationships, that's always super helpful. And I'm looking forward to your, your group coaching session too. So those of you that, you know, want to get a little bit of a taste more of what is possible for your life and your relationships, you know, be on the lookout for her upcoming course. 
So thank you so much, everyone. Be sure to subscribe to Brand Boutique Elite um, podcast and see you next week. Great. Thank you so much. This is so much fun.